Fake Spike Podcast, episode 66. We got a review of uh, what might be the most exciting game of the year. Jets in Jacksonville. What's going on, Vort? Cannot wait. I mean, if you have something going on on Sunday, I know you're rushing to clear your calendar. You've got to be in front of the TV for this uh, meeting of the two amazing franchises, two star quarterbacks. What, what is there not to love about this disgrace of a year football? Is it? What year is it? Yeah. 2024? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, this uh, is truly a... one of those games that uh, even as a diehard fan, it's, tr- it's hard to get excited about this late in the season. Both teams are de- dead and buried. There's so many guys missing because of COVID. Just uh, as a true diehard fan, we'll tune in, we'll watch, but definitely one of those at the end of the season that's hard to get excited about. Yeah, and uh, and let's not mention, let's not forget to mention the Jets have 19 guys out for COVID now. So I don't know how they're going to feel the team, but um, Wilson's available, but Flacco's out, and then two linemen are out. You know, one of the running backs is out. It's just, I mean, it's it's out of control. Jets, I, the Jets are going to get blown out by Jacksonville because they're not going to have anybody to play. I see it the same way. I see a bad team that's missing starting players from a team that was already bad and now right. we're just like uh okay let's just literally anybody with a pulse and uh can stay in the game for 60 minutes let's get in there let's get them a uniform it's uh well at least hopefully the kicker and the punter will get time to shine yes yes i can uh, make their case for being here next year um yeah i mean it's like like I- the, the, being able to feel the team, that's an amazing thing. The Jets have absolutely nobody to play. And the last two weeks, we got a little bit of a glimpse of that with the offense, right? The offense has been, if you want to call anything a strong point with this team, the offense has been the strong point or or the less weak point, right? And uh, Wilson lost his guys. And, and although he individually hasn't looked absolutely terrible, he hasn't looked great, but the offense is just stalled. It's awful. Now take out just about everybody, you know, you got guys on both sides of the ball out. I mean, this is, they, they, you know, we've made jokes about it being a college team. They might actually be a college team this week. Oh, it looks, yeah, it looks terrible on paper. It's going to look even worse in person uh, once the game starts. Uh, the only thing I will throw a little positivity before we get into the predictions and all the negative talk that's bound to <coughs> surround us this week. Um, the last couple of weeks, and I don't know if it's been related to the lack of starters and the, just the personnel, I like that the offense looked more like the 2021 NFL. There were some uh, end arounds, some trick plays, just the the stuff you see that a lot of winning teams like uh, the Rams, the, the Cardinals come to mind. The, you know, a lot of the more quote unquote modern teams that are really into the whole new NFL. And I was just like, I wonder if the Jets kind of stumbled onto doing that out of desperation because, listen, they don't have the guys to just line up across the line of scrimmage from you and uh, run a play straight up and the guys are going to win their one-on-one battles. But I liked it. Why not do it with your starters? It's it's just the way the, the NFL is played. It's not as much smash-mouth football. It's more of uh, um, getting the guys in motion, uh, getting the ball into your playmakers in space and seeing if they can uh, make things happen. So... It was just a little bit of, I don't know, surprising, annoying, frustrating combination of all of those in the blender that, like, happy to see the Jets doing it and frustrated of why did we wait until the season was lost, the starters are out, the team is decimated, and we're doing it with guys who are not even going to be here next year. I want to approach that from two different angles. First, 
Um, who's to say the Jets didn't want to run those plays, right? I mean, do you think it's, I don't know how much of a coincidence it is that Wilson came back from injury and has been playing slightly better. Now, again, like we talked about last week, incremental, he's been playing slightly better and the Jets pulled this offense out to a degree. It wasn't quite as trick, like trick play oriented, but they pulled this offense out to a degree with the other three quarterbacks and then kind of continued it with Wilson. So I don't know that they haven't been trying to run this offense all year. That's number one. Number two, I forgot my other point as I was talking about that one. But, you know, like I, I oh, the, the other point was don't be predictable. How about if, if everybody knows you're running on first down and you have no choice but to fade your quarterback into a full drop on third down, they know what's coming. And it looks, it sure does look like they know what's coming a lot of the time. How about throwing, th- throwing these trick plays in just to not be predictable at the very least, even if they don't work, even if you don't have the personnel for it, at least, at least put them a little off guard. So if that play doesn't work, they, they are not necessarily so dialed in on the run coming on first down, all the, all, you know, all the, whatever, whatever other plays the Jets are going to do. I agree. I, I, I absolutely agree. I think it's a necessary part of the offense. It's one of those things that even if it fails, it's now in the mind of the defense that, hey, we have to look out for it. We can't just blindly rush in. It's, again, it's, it's like you said, it's about putting it on the defensive mind that it's just another thing we have to now look out for and we can't just blindly react. Uh, predict what's going to happen so yeah 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 i want to see more of it and it's bad enough the jets don't have anybody for them to focus on on the offense to begin with i mean you know you give them you give them a you know a, a neon sign stating what you're doing next and you have no shot but let's hope um i mean i don't have a lot of things to talk about i mean even the coaches out this week i mean we could jump straight into predictions if you want uh unless of course you have something else you wanted to touch on I wanted to go into the predictions, but before that, uh, our dear friend Jamie sent me an interesting text today that I have to share with you. It does have okay. to do with the Jets, and it also has to do with one of your favorite all-time coaches of oh, the yeah. Jets, Rex he Ryan. Sent me that one too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts? Bunch of BS, or uh, for those of you who are listening and obviously don't know what we're talking about, uh, Robbo has never been a big fan of Rex Ryan. I. I loved him in the beginning. I soured on him towards the end a little bit because of uh, the bravado was empty and he wasn't producing the Super Bowl win that he promised. But uh, remained a fan of the guy simply because he was the last one that uh, gave us meaningful football games. I don't care that he backed into the playoffs. He gave us meaningful football games. He beat New England in the playoffs. Blah, 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 blah. Um, (laughs) We know all the arguments by now. Right. The thing about him is obviously uh, the discipline was lacking. the text said there was a tweet from one, I guess, the NFL insiders. I don't know yeah, why it came out today. Paul but the, Andrew Edson Jr. I have no idea who he is. But the two, uh, and I'm, imagine I just called him an NFL insider and we looked at the kid as like a 16-year-old uh, guy on Facebook <laughs> with three friends. Count, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> a Russian bot. Uh, and uh, it said that Rex Ryan wanted to draft. Uh, it was uh, Kelsey and uh, Tyron Matthew, the honey badger, mm-hmm. and was overruled by Jeff Idzik. Yeah. And if that's true, that is just heartbreaking. Uh, as if we haven't been bent over enough as Jet fans, how much worse can it get? And the same part of me is also thinking Kelsey would probably have been uh, th- thinking how well the Jets utilized the tight end. He would have been averaging 12 receptions a year and uh, <laughs> cut after his rookie contract. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say Kelsey would be like, uh, he would basically be, um, I'm trying to think of a guy. Like Ryan Griffin for, now. Like Ryan Griffin. Yeah, like a guy who's been around for a while, but never did. I mean, he would be like, um, you know, like uh, Janu or that guy who, who uh, the Patriots signed to a 
big contract and doesn't really do anything, you know, and, you know, maybe he would have topped out at uh, Austin Hooper, you know, but he would not be the Kelsey he is today. No, so of course but, not. Yeah. But, but yeah, but just wanted to throw in that just little from a principle. Yeah. Just from a principle that that is a scary thought. Uh, I could totally believe that Rex would want to draft Matthew without a doubt. I have no idea if he would want to draft Kelsey, but you know, you know, Rex always wanted defensive players. Um, I got that text too. And normally I would go research it to see what the, you know, wh- who the jets picked that year and what it was and whatever, but I didn't do that. Maybe I'll do that now real quick. I'm trying to roll back to his text here. Hold on. I just had it up. Um, okay. It was uh, 2013. So if I remember correctly in 2013, Oh geez. No, Please don't tell me that was the year that uh, we grabbed Golston. No, Golson was two thousand eight. I am, um, and I, I am. I'm thinking it was Copels, but I think Copels was two thousand twelve. So I'm, uh, I'm going to look it up now. With pick number nine, the Jets went well, with Milner, D. Milner, Milner, and, uh, and uh, Richardson, Sheldon Richardson, right? yeah. and then we got Geno Smith in the second round. So we got a starting uh, a cornerback that was a complete disgrace, Sheldon Richardson, who was a beast but never really motivated enough to work out long term and Geno Smith well, no, well well it's a quarterback and a New York Jets uniform you can guess how that turned out well let's see let's let's do some fun stuff and see who was drafted right after D Milner we had Chance Warmack I'm not familiar with him DJ Fluker and DJ Hayden um those are the you know, two two linemen and a, and a corner and then after Richardson um EJ Manuel wow uh I don't you know this uh, Eifert I mean that was I don't. Oh, Hopkins. Hopkins in the twenty at the twenty seven pick is the first real big name that jumps out at me. That doesn't seem to be one of those all time drafts. Where was uh, Matthew um, drafted? Hold on, Matthew. How do I spell this guy's name? M A T T I E U or something like that. He is M A L one one T. Okay, M A T eight. He was picked in the third round, number sixty nine overall. Uh, so the Jets had multiple shots at him. Same with Kelsey. Kelsey was picked number 63 overall and in the third round. So the Jets, let's see, who did the Jets pick in that round? Just to, just to torture ourselves. Geno, they moved up for Geno Smith at 39. And then I'm not sure if they picked again. They, oh, no, they did. They picked Brian Winters, the uh, the guard, and, uh, at, oh, at 72. Man. So and Zach Ertz went in the second round, too. Yeah. So the Jets basically took... Um, Gino, they, they traded up for Geno Smith and that, you know, was, I guess maybe that was, uh, maybe they had two third round picks that year. It looks like the Jets drafted pretty late. Um, so the Jets picked Geno Smith, left those guys on the board, and then they were gone by the time they got back around to, um, to, uh, who they freaking drafted? Oh, Brian Winters. Right. So yeah, I'm, I mean, again, I, I, it's possible Rex wanted to do that, but we're not talking first rounders here with like Marino and they picked O'Brien instead. Yeah, so yeah. I, I will believe that Rex wanted to draft the guy. I can't, I can't believe he went and lobbied that hard. I don't think that, um, yeah, whatever. I don't think the team would, would trade up for a quarterback at that spot and, um, you know, and, and leave those guys out there if they really wanted them. But, you know, I guess they did. It's the Jets. You never know. Just a little nostalgic rundown memory lane, but uh, if you're ready, I'd love to jump in into our thoughts about this week's game against Jacksonville. Let's do it, man. Um, the Jets are playing Jacksonville. It is a home game, and Zach Wilson's pretty much the only guy who's got any NFL experience playing in the game. No, there's a couple other guys. What do you think Zach Wilson's going to do? I think Zach Wilson is going to continue to struggle in the form of being a roughly 50% completion type of quarterback. 
and uh, I see no reason to deviate from that. Uh, the weapons are not there, and until I see different, uh, we can have a conversation then. So for his stats, I'll go conservative. I think he's going to complete 15 of 29 passes. I'll go slightly above 50%. Uh, I'll continue to give him somewhere in the neighborhood of 208 yards. I think uh, I want to see him... Uh, go across 200. I don't see any big plays. Again, conservative, small, small bites here and there. Uh, so 208 yards, and I think he'll find the end zone one time this week, and uh, he'll also find an opposing jersey one time for that touchdown, one INT. Uh, I'll get back, and I think he'll have some runs. Uh, I'll say three carries for 29 yards. Three for 29. Who do you, in this mess do you think will be the offensive MVP or what, or what kind of passes for one? Uh, that's the perfect way to put it. I think there's going to be somebody who passes for the MVP, and I'm going to keep writing my guy until uh, I fit into the phrase that even a broken clock is right <laughs> twice a day. My boy Braxton Barrios. I just uh, I love what I see from him when he gets the ball in space, and uh, as the team gets more and more depleted, he's the lone bright spot. Uh, hopefully, he continues to get touches. I'll say he's the guy that's going to catch one touchdown. Uh, he's going to be one of his five receptions going for five catches for 62 yards, one touchdown, uh, three carries for, you know what? Let's go crazy. Three carries for 38 yards. Oh, big, big one. So okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. He'll be the guy that's going to chew up most of the yards that the Jets are going to collect on offense. So I'll continue riding with my guy. There you go. Okay. Now let's start with your worst case scenario. Frig the best case. What's your worst case scenario? Worst case scenario is uh, the Jets look like a bad team that's decimated by injuries. Jacksonville looks like a bad team that has some talent and has a little bit of a spunk in their step because they just got rid of the coach that apparently they didn't like and they want to show up and uh, they want to impress and uh, they just want to use the last few games to to really get some momentum and no better way of doing it than kicking the shit out of the Jets. Uh, worst case scenario is we're talking Jacksonville and uh, Trevor Lawrence put up somewhere in the neighborhood of 33 to 37 points. Let's say I'll go in the middle. Uh, why not? Let's live it up. It's a uh, worst case scenario. 37-9. Uh, <laughs> 37-9. Uh, wow. The two-win Jacksonville Jaguars just explode and exploit the decimated defense while uh, having just enough talent to pretty much shut down a talentless offensive Jets team. Wow. I mean, I know the Jets are completely decimated, and that makes sense, but that is some of, that's worse than some of the scores you, you predicted against really good teams. So you must really like think the Jets are <laughs> not even capable of playing. No coach, so many coaches. I just... Uh, where do the points come from and where do the defensive com uh, stops come from at this point? And I think Jacksonville just has just a little talent. And at this point, it doesn't take a lot. So right. it's one of those, again, worst case scenario. It's meaning, a worst case, right? Uh, we're talking 14 nothing after the first quarter. Second quarter starts with a turnover. Next thing you know, it's 17 or 21 nothing or 21 3 as we go in the half and it just snowballs from there. All right. Fair enough. Okay. So uh, let's go to your best case. Let's swing the other way. Best case scenario is I'm uh, as dumb as I look, and uh, the Jets show up like they kind of did against Miami. Ugly, pretty, they made it a game. And the best case scenario is you and me are texting, and unfortunately, I think it's not going to be a celebratory text uh, in the sense of the Jets won. Woohoo, it's going to be fucked. The Jets won and just uh, gave away the chance of the number one pick. So the best case scenario is uh, the Jets' defense uh, 
turns up because Trevor Lawrence plays like a rookie quarterback who is also struggling and is playing on a bad team that's only won two games. There's a reason for that. And uh, commits enough errors on his own. And basically one of those things that they should shoot themselves in the foot enough where they basically force the Jets to stay in the game, whether it's a turnover giving the Jets a short field of 20 to 30 yards to work with, maybe a big defensive play, uh, maybe a special teams touchdown. So the best case scenario is I'm, it's going to be a complete deviation from my worst case scenario. And the, the Jets score two offensive touchdowns, one defensive touchdown, a couple of field goals. And next thing you know, they put up 27 points while Jacksonville struggles to put up 19. So the Jets win by a comfortable eight points. Okay. And uh, now that we've gotten fantasy world out of the way, what is your realistic prediction? What do you foresee actually happening? My realistic scenario is about five minutes before the game, I'm going to lube up because I'm going to prepare to be <laughs> bent over and ramped up the ass so bad. I just, I think this bad Jacksonville team uh, demolishes a bad and decimated Jets team. I really do. I just, something, I'm literally going with this prediction on nothing more than uh, a broken heart, a defeated, deflated Jets fan, and a feeling in the pit of my stomach that I can't shake. So I'm going to say Trevor Lawrence has three touchdowns. Uh, they have another one in some way, whether it's defensive or a rushing touchdown. That's 28 plus a field goal. I think they put up 31 points. Jacksonville has the offensive game of the season, uh, 31 points, while the Jets uh, have one touchdown through Zach Wilson and scrape up three field goals. So we're talking the Jets managing. I'll go with 16 points for the Jets, a little unconventional bit right. there. So 16. Uh, it's going to be ugly. It's not going to be close. And Jacksonville wipes the floor with the Jets. All right. All right. <laughs> I, I can't argue that. I could see this going all three ways. Close game, Jets win big, Jacksonville wins big, and none of them would really surprise me. All right. I'll start with Wilson. I think I'm going to also use what, what I'm going to talk about with Wilson for, for my predictions, or at least the, the worst case and real case. Um we very rarely predict one of those hideously ugly games. We'll predict a major blowout. We, you know, we'll we'll say, hey, the Jets maybe hang in there. We'll say, all right, these other teams are gonna get the best. But but every once in a while the Jets throw like an all-time stinker in there where you not because they're so bad or not because of the score, but because of who they're playing and how do you let this shit happen. But I don't think it'll be a blowout. I don't think Jacksonville's gonna come in here and blow the doors off. I think what's gonna happen is the Jets are just really bad. Jacksonville's bad. It's going to be an ugly game, and stupid things are going to happen. The Jets will f probably lose somewhat big. I'm not going to say a blowout, but, you know, 10 points, 11 points, 12 points, something like that. And what's going to happen is it's just going to be opportunity after opportunity that the Jets will not take advantage of, and Jacksonville will – something weird will happen where you're like, Christ, this only happens to the Jets, and it will be a same old Jets moment where late in the season they have the worst team or one of the worst teams in the league coming to town and just boggling your mind. I don't know how or what, but I just have a feeling it's going to be one of those games. So with that said, I can't see Zach Wilson having a good game. I just cannot. Um, you know, I, I, I want to believe in Zach Wilson, and I have he, he's shown improvement, even if it's incremental, but he is so due for one of those, like, how the hell are we ever going to trust this guy games? And I think it's going to come tomorrow. I think he'll actually do better against the two big teams they have coming up than he will tomorrow, because that's the Jets' way. So I think Wilson's going to have a real ugly game. I think there's going to be a lot of three and outs, so I don't think he's going to throw that much. I think the Jets' offense is going to be super stagnant, and, they, and I don't think Wilson is 
yet ready or capable of taking teams on his shoulders and making them competitive when when he's got nobody there. I think it's just going to be flat out ugly. So I think Wilson's only going to complete 11 passes. I think he's going to attempt to throw 29 times, which is a really bad percentage. Yeah. 11 for 29. I think he's going to be around the 100 yard area. I'm not going to give him a, I'm not going to give him under 100. I'm going to keep it around 100. I'd love to go 89, but I'm going to go 112. So 11 for 29, 112 yards, no touchdowns, and I think he'll he'll throw two interceptions and with the possibility for three. So I don't you know what? forget. I'm not going to cop out and say maybe three and then say I was right. I'm going to go three. Okay, 11 for 29, 112 yards, no oh touchdowns, three interceptions. Well, listen, man, this is this is the Jets. They, I very rarely predict those types of games at all. Um, and I generally will say they're going to get killed or I try and over outthink myself. Jets are due for one of those. Holy shit. Like the Colts was the last one. Like how the freak does this happen? And that's a few weeks ago. The Jets, you know, the Jets are not are not the type of team that's going to put a bunch of weeks together without sucking completely. So I think it comes this week. The offensive MVP, if you want to call it that, is going to be Jamison Crowder. Uh, he's the vet. He's the guy who's actually going to, you know, be a little bit of a security blanket for Zach. But, I, you know, when you're talking about 11 for 29 for 12 for 112 yards, there's not a lot of ball, ball uh, you know, a lot of ball distribution going around. So I think Crowder is going to be four for four for 39. And obviously he's not going to score a touchdown. My best case scenario um and again, it's the best case. I don't think it's what's going to happen. But a best case, the Jets could win this game. I mean, Jacksonville's really bad. Um, there's a rookie quarterback going against them, and you know, I, I you know, I, I guess you know, it, it, again, the any given Sunday thing. You know, the Jets maybe maybe the talent drop off is not that bad because the big the talent's really not that big to begin with, and the Jets eke out a win. You know, a close a close ugly win that no one's going to want to watch. Let's say uh, the Jets sixteen fourteen. If it is the best case, I don't. Again, I, I have no doubt that that's uh, no 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 uh, belief that that's going to happen. Okay, the worst case scenario and my real are probably going to be close. The difference will be you know how much scoring there is. The worst case scenario is that the Jets do have one of those stinkers, and Jacksonville actually, as you said, gets motivated. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence is 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 got to fire up his ass to show that he was worth the number one pick against the number two and and, and gets out there. And, and of course, because it's the Jets and they have these games every so often, suddenly Trevor Lawrence looks like freaking Tom Brady or Joe Montana or jo- John Elway, you name your great quarterback in his prime. And we're like, how the hell is Trevor Lawrence doing that to us? He didn't do it all year. So the worst case scenario is Trevor Lawrence puts it all together, makes his team better. And the Jets have a stinker, and then we're talking like you know possible shutout. But I'm not gonna, I, I won't go that far. I'll give the Jets two field goals for six, and and if you know if all of that does happen, then Jacksonville's looking in a 30 area. So I will, I will say 34 to six. Jacksonville is the worst case scenario. Okay. The best case, I mean, the the real scenario in my head is similar to the worst case minus Jacksonville super going crazy, lighting it up. I think what will happen is the Jets are are just going to have one of those all-time stinker games. Jacksonville will do enough. Uh, Lawrence will have a decent game, will not have a huge game. And I, you know, I, I don't see it being a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be a, an ugly, low-scoring game. I will predict that the Jets will something will happen to the Jets, or the Jets will do something where you're like, "Oh my God, that only happens to the Jets." Obviously, I can't predict what it is, but I'm predicting that tomorrow will be one of those ugly games where the Jets have a million chances, just can't get it done, lose to a team they have no business losing to, 
and then something mind-boggling happens. I don't know what, a, a, you know, a stupid play, a butt fumble type of thing, obviously not that iconic, but I'm just predicting that tomorrow's the day something happens and, and makes the Jets the, the, the comedic focal point of, uh, of all the new shows afterwards. So uh, 16-6 is going to be my prediction. Jets, I think I'm going to give them both places. They're going to go 16. They're going to score six in my worst case and my real case. And Jacksonville will muster together a little bit of an offense and, and get 16. So 16, six, the real. And uh, I just, you know, I, that, this my feeling about the Jets tomorrow. I just have a horrible feeling. It's going to be one of those, you know, like, oh my God, what the hell are we watching here? See, I think it's going to be a combination of that. What the hell are we watching? And watching Jacksonville put it together and score, have a couple of stretch, the stretches in the game where they score a, uh, Punches, uh, points and punches right. could be. <clears throat> and then uh, just ends up being a pile up effect that could well be so so you know, when you are you know, we just went through your real so all right man we will see who is right and who's wrong uh, i guess sunday man uh merry 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 christmas to you your wife and kids and um you know we'll uh, we'll catch up over the weekend i'm sure happiest holidays to you and yours and i'll talk to you soon thank you take care